Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of First Impressions on the Scratch the Track podcast presented by the Dude and Grim Show and co-produced by Mr. I-V-E-S-T. I'm the Dude. And I am Grim, and today we are going to give our first impressions of Intercepted Message by the OCs, OCs, they go by a lot of names. So, spoiler alert, I liked it. Um, Enough where I went and picked it up. Woo! Woo! Not wasting any time on that one. Well, as soon as it came out, I probably listened to the thing like, I don't know, five to ten times. And, um... So you were anticipating, you knew this was coming out. Like you were, you were kind of, you were like waiting I for it. I actually didn't. Um, okay. Because the OCs, uh, this is their 27th, by the way. I know. I read that. Studio oh my God, album. Crazy. Um, yeah. They have Getting a lot King of Gizzard stuff out there. The money. Well, and they've been around a lot longer, so they should That's have, true. you know, a lot out. But I've listened to most of what they have out. And there's a handful of them where I'm like, I'm going to get this one. But this one to me. It was not that they haven't used synthesizers before, but the way that they kind of put everything together was a little different to me. And I felt like this album went into more places in one collection than they had before. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to that's what I was going to ask you, because I've I've I mean, I've listened to a few other things, um, but uh, I'm not exactly as well versed in them. So this is definitely like a very first impression for me. Um, and that's what I was going to say is like, because w- what I've heard, I don't remember it being quite as synth heavy, having sort of like this 80s feel um, 80s. It, dude, it's a weird mix of sounds. It's like an 80s yeah. heavy synth punk rock infused. I know. Dude, dude you want to know what it actually in, especially like the first couple of tracks where like the synth is the first thing that really st- stands yeah. out. I'm yeah, just like, sure. you know, it hits you. Dude, it's dude, it sounded like some Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Like, oh, synth sound. like interesting. The way know? that comes in on the first on Stunner. Yeah. 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 And uh, I mean, it really starts off rocking and I've you know, I've listened to it probably two and a half times through. Um, and uh, I've yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I, I would say with each listen, the first one, you know, he's kind of getting used to it, trying to figure out where they're coming from, but um, or where this album's coming from. But yeah, man, I, I dig it. I like the cover too, man. It's, it looks like it looks like all these patch cables or synth cables yeah, going yeah. into like a skull or something. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Now it says for one of these songs, um, the fish needs a bike says it's a blurt cover. Now I don't know anything about blurt or if indeed that is a cover, or if that's just some funny part of the title. I do like the fish needs a bike, not necessarily lyrically because it's pretty one dimensional. He's just really establishing that need for the bike. Um, but I like the sound of it. It's just got this weird, thick kind of um, yeah. the sound it's, I really like. It's funny you say that, man, because as I was going through and listening to it, I was like, man, this might be my scratch already. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because, again, lyrically, like just the repetitiveness of it kind of started to annoy me. Um, and I was just like, oh, man, I, I don't I, I don't know if this one's quite doing it for me. Now, maybe I just need to, you know, really delve deep into it, probably think, examine the lyrics. I think so. You um, might want to read the sheet next time. Definitely. Now, so. it's this album has, of course, come to positive, but mixed reviews from what I've seen. And like our show. Yeah. I, I get it. I sometimes 
It's interesting because I, I, I've been guilty of this myself with stuff, but when this album came out, I figure you're talking about a band who's on number 27. Really, anything is possible and acceptable at this point. They could come out with a 90s gangster rap album for, for you know, all anyone knows. But yeah. I didn't... I guess when I heard it, I certainly wasn't in any way disappointed because to me, the possibility of what it could be was an open book. But it sounds like some critics were just not as is into that idea. But it's like they can't do the same thing that they've done over, you know. Yeah. So John Dwyer, um, essentially, you know, they have, as you've noted, many different formations of their name. Yes. And he is he's said that he has intentionally done that basically mm-hmm. to mess with the press. And so I, I got to say, like, ah, man, when you're when you're doing stuff like that, you, you know, you're probably going to piss some people off. They probably will just, you know, give you harsh reviews and stuff like that just on that alone. Or people go into it being like, yeah, I'm not going to like this. So it ta- it's harder to win them over. But I do see that, like, I think Metacritic actually, it's like an 84 or something, yeah. out of, you know, and, and that's that's solid. That's a solid mm-hmm. review. So, um, solid B. you know, solid B, um, which dude is like me as a student, you know, yeah. I'm, oh. I'm a, I'm, I am a that's, solid B on the optimistic end. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I strived for. I was like, I'm not going to study. I'm just going to show up to the class, ace the projects and do the homework and yeah. fail all the tests. And I'm okay with that. So, I mean, look at me now. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so, one thing I've noticed is in all the, the track listings for this, except if you listen to it digitally, they only list that there's 11 songs. The I last one that. being this funny thing called L-A-W-P Hold, which I looked up and that's just the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power because okay. they're based out of Los Angeles, which makes sense because right. it sounds like cold music. Yeah. Um, and that's not listed, and it's also not listed on the track listing on the vinyl um, in the little sleeve that's inside or on the record itself. But then I looked, and you notice that there's the extra really short groove at the end for that. Um, and so it and is there is there like a gap, or does it go from like always at night right into yeah, it just to that just track. like yeah, it goes. Okay. I, I mean, there's enough of a gap where you can see it's a it's an additional song. But it's okay. not like a hidden track where it would go for like five minutes. Nothing like that. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, well, that is interesting. And, you know, the song before, Always That Night, when I heard it. So, and I think maybe I said this to you the other day. Um, I was like, man, it really reminds me of a song. There's something about it. And I figured it out. And it's actually, I believe, the song After the Gold Rush by Neil Young. The way he, the way in... Always at night, they sing in this song. They sing 1983. Yeah. And then after the, you know, and after the gold rush, he go he sings in the 1970s. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, and, and I know it has to do with years, but the way they yeah. both sing those parts, it, it sounds very similar to me. Um, and even, I mean, this, this is, does not sound like after the gold rush as far as like the song itself. It has this. It has this really like long drawn out synth sound. It reminds me like something you'd hear like out of a John Hughes movie. Uh, you know, when, I was just going to say that it, it yeah. could have been on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so. it, it is interesting because now you can argue that with like the synth, you hear echoes of a lot of different phases of music, but 
This takes a complete like 180 degree turn and goes complete 80s like shoegaze, which oh, is dude. interesting. It's just a it's an interesting little turn and it's the longest song on the album. Yeah. So um yeah, it is. I mean, it's what over 7 minutes. Yeah, it's it's that's sizable. But dude, this this whole album does to me um has a lot of like it does have that that 80s kind of feel yeah um even has even has some of the um some like even lyrically in the way they sing some parts has almost like these these 80 vocal gimmicks that you know lyricists and bands would put in their their songs uh and stuff and yeah i i just I, it was it's it's been a very interesting listen yeah. um i you know there's some catchy stuff on it for sure and i think i think i'll keep keep checking it out and you know all the songs i mean dude i, I mean you can get through it the album itself is just about uh, just a little over 40 minutes yeah. and that's with a long song at at seven minutes but everything else is pretty much like you know comes in at two or three minutes for the yeah. most part so yeah. you can rip through the album it's not like anything drags out so now like it's interesting episode. because there, yeah there's on some of their previous albums they've got ones with like 15 minutes song you know they just they just kind of and that's what I like is they just sort of do whatever they want to do. And I see why people can sometimes draw a parallel between them and King Giz, really, because it's sort of a niche fan base. They have they're very prolific in terms of what they how much they put out and what they put out. And it has a I mean, just like King Giz, it's got a feel to it. And it's like sure. you could kind of expect it. When you when you hear the band, I didn't become aware of this band until 2017 when Orc came out. Yeah, I remember you remember you talking about that album yeah. and liking and it as I, well. I you got that like album? No, I don't. I no. did that. I need to get that one in Face Stabber, but I don't have them yet. But this one, I would highly recommend. Clearly, I like it. I want to say one thing: the song "Die Laughing" is almost mm. like this nice, nice kind of like a real dancey kind of synth groove. And it's, it reminds me as if like they just gave R2D2 a synth and they were like, all right, you're going to solo on this. And it's just all these like, wee, wee. <laughs> like well, it's like, yeah, no, they're definitely, it definitely yeah. has that, that track also. And I had this um, in my notes as well, dude, a, a lot of the rhythm and beats and percussion really reminded me of like something off talking heads, like remain in light. Oh like the, 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 yeah, the, sure. Sort of that weird sort of choppiness yeah. and, and and stuff like it just uh, just the rhythm in the in the the beats of the song the beat of the song really reminded me of that Those a lot beats. so so much in fact I listened to Remain in Light yesterday I was oh, like oh nice cool I'll check I it thought out. about so, it yesterday <laughs> I mean it's still a good day but so, all right all right man does that wrap this up it does check it out I highly recommend it the dude. Seems like he is uh, he's a positive, but probably not as enthusiastic as a, reg- a recommendation. Yeah, uh, dude, I would highly recommend listening to it. Either going to probably you'll probably I have a feeling someone who just put this on, who'd never listened to them. You put it on and I think right away you're probably either going to like it or you're not going to like it. Yeah, sure. I, mean, I, I, think I, 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 I think I think that's that's probably where I where I would stand. Now I can tell you, like many things that come out nowadays, they had very many different variations of colors oh, and and special editions. I think there's at least like five of them um, that Sweet. are different colors. What did you get? I did. They I got the only one that they had at my local record store, Vertigo Classic Black Music Classic Black. Ugh, 
Dude, classic. No, I'm just kidding. I looked for other ones, but this is what they had. And I was like, I'm kind of just more interested in getting the record. They didn't have any swirl. They didn't have any splatter. No splatter. No no splatter. splatter. No, Uh, no, like halves. No halves. No. Didn't go halvesies, huh? Yeah. It still sounds the same. (laughs) Well, that's good. That's probably the most important part, right? Yeah. um, All right. I think that wraps it up here. Yeah. Check it out. Time to go. Time to go. The dude, the dude, the dude, the Scratch Your Track is produced by the Dude Grim. Additional music provided by Moore and the Tings. Copyright 2023. The Dude and Grim Show. 